Hi, Charlie. Hey, how, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Sorry, I was a little bit late. Oh, no worries at all. I, I really appreciate you you showing up. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. To give you a little bit of background, I, I started this this podcast maybe like two months ago, and basically I'm a, I'm a lifelong Dallas Mavericks fan, and I've uh, I wanted to create something where I could connect with players from the past and talk to them about their experience in Dallas and about their basketball career, and I became a fan probably in about 1995, so everyone I've interviewed from from the time I started has been, you know, guys from from my lifetime and you're actually the first Matt from the 80s that I'll that I'll be talking to so I'm excited about that. <laughs> okay, all right. All yeah. right. Well, got first at something. That's good. Yeah, good. yeah, I'm excited about that. So, um usually the first question I ask is how did how did you get started in basketball as a kid? What what uh, attracted you to the sport? Well, it was just, uh, let's see, I was tall, number one, and it was uh, kind of a competitive sport. Now, it's um, way different nowadays than it was then. It was kind of an excuse to get out of work back in the day. I grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. and so it was a way that I could uh, get off the tractor, get out of hauling hay or something if I was able to play a little basketball in the summer. Did you find yourself pretty skilled at it naturally or right away when you got started? Yeah, I was pretty, well, I had my hand-eye coordination was pretty well, pretty good. Like I said, I was pretty tall, long, and fairly athletic, and so uh, I was had pretty good hand-eye skills, and so I was um, had a lot of success, you know, early on when I started, probably in uh, you know sixth, seventh grade, when I guess when I started, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of it, just kind of all fell into place after that. That's neat. Um, so as I was researching you, I know you had a very successful high school career and I actually found on YouTube it's about 30 minutes long and I watched it like an all-american tribute to you narrated by John Havlicek have you seen that before yeah no I did see that yes they came out and did that I was actually when I came out of high school I was ranked number one player in the country and so um they came out and did a did a follow-up we won our state championship my junior year and so they kind of came out and followed us around and made that documentary about the that season my senior year and we didn't do too well in the state tournament but it was uh, a really neat documentary that um you know as you get older and you go back to class reunions and different things it's uh it's really pretty cool the event or stuff that went on for the whole city school and whole town of McMinnville where I grew up yeah for sure it, no, it was definitely interesting and it, and it was cool to see that when you were competing in high school for McMinnville who were some of the most notable players that you played against? Did you play against any future NBA players or any big-time college players? Well, the, uh, Danny Ainge was around out here at that time in Oregon, so played against him. Or He was a little bit older than I was, but I knew of him and played a you know, tough, couple times against him. Yeah. AC Green was a little bit younger than I was, but we also you know, we played against one another in high school. Um, those are probably the two guys. Mark Radford, Ray Bloom. Some of the guys I went on and played with at Oregon State who played a little bit in the NBA, Steve Johnson, obviously in college, but in high school, it was probably Mark and Ray and, and um, Danny Ainge and then AC Green were probably the ones that the best known out here in, uh, in Oregon at the time. Yeah, that's cool. AC Green is another former Maverick, so that's neat. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so once you finished your high school, I know you went on to Oregon State. Can you give a little background on your recruitment process? I know in the documentary they said at one point you had, you had like a couple hundred schools going after you. 
Yeah, I was pretty, uh, pretty, you know, I, I probably could have went anywhere I wanted, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, I took trips to uh, Duke, and I took a trip to Duke, uh, to UCLA, Notre Dame, Washington State, because it was close, and then Oregon, Oregon State. So that was, uh, but I got calls from Bobby Knight in Indiana, and um, Duke was a great trip, but Foster just left and went back to, uh, he'd went off to South Carolina at the time, and I think it was just before Krzyzewski moved in there. And also took a trip to UCLA where Larry Brown was there. That was obviously a very good program at the time. Yeah. But it was, um, it was, I was fortunate to where I could, uh, you know, at the time Oregon State was ranked in the top 20. Um, and so I was very fortunate to be able to come in. My spot as a small forward was kind of open with the senior class that was there. And so it kind of worked out pretty well. So I could just kind of slide right in there and stay close to home and play on some really good teams at Oregon State. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, what are some of your most memorable, or I guess some of your favorite memories from, from playing at Oregon, Oregon State? Does anything in particular stick out to you? Well, we were, uh, my freshman year, we were, we'd played several years, probably three quarters of the way through the season, and DePaul had lost, which was another Maverick, Dallas, um, Mark Aguirre. Yeah, was playing absolutely. At DePaul. And um, so they got beat, and that made us the number one team in the country. And it was just the most loudest thing I've ever heard in a <laughs> in a basketball arena, ever. I mean, the fans just went nuts, and it was probably one of the one of the moments that I'll never forget. As far as the the fans were just jumping around, going crazy, and it just kind of the game kind of stopped, and it was just a really really cool moment. Um, that was probably one of the ones. And then when we got to the final eight and and um, got the you know in the NCAA tournament, we got the final eights for the further got, and we got beat by. Uh, by Georgetown, Patrick Ewing and that crew was uh, was probably the you know the pinnacle or probably that's the furthest we ever got as far as um, getting to the NCAA tournament. And then the downer was another Maverick guy was uh, <laughs> my freshman year. We were ranked number one team in the country, and Orlando Blackman hit a jump shot at the buzzer to beat us, and and uh, Polly Pavilion to put us out of the state out of the NCAA tournament that year when we were ranked we were going in number one, number one team in the country. So um, that was. Uh, I teased Mar- Rolando over the years about that. <laughs> I brought it up one time, and Rolando said, "Hey, I played a lot of basketball. I don't, you know, I, 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 that was just one of those shots." And I was like, "I always admired him for that. He never gloated about it or anything. Just went on, and that was part of the game." So, was, those were the things that probably come back most. Um, and then being able to play at home in front of my family, um, you know, being close to home like that was really uh, the time was was a great experience, a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. I saw uh, just as I was reading, I. I made notes that your overall record in college was 93 and 25. So that's, that's pretty impressive. And sounds like you had some really good memories and uh, individually you played very well while you were there. One other thing that I saw during your college career that was pretty cool was that in 1983, you played in the Pan American games um, and you played with Michael Jordan and Chris Mullen and Mark Price. Do you have any cool stories from, from your time there? Any particular um, anecdotes about Michael Jordan? Well, he, at the time, Michael didn't know how good he was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was fortunate. Played with, I played with him and a group of guys the summer before, and um, Sam Perkins was always on the team. Who Sam came, uh, he came in a year, same year as I did, to go into Dallas also. But, mm-hmm. but Sam and that group of guys, what a great, um, you know, co- group of guys. I mean, basketball talent wise, it was unbelievable. Raymond Tisdale, Mark Price, you know. Uh, you know who we had um Roberts um the guard out of Arkansas and then we had um let's see Leon Wood who's a referee now and of course Michael Ed Pinkney um this you know big big guys it was a lot of fun Chris Mullen but Michael was 
was definitely a man amongst boys even back then, and he just <laughs> oh, wow. didn't really know how good he was. But he could, uh, you know, he could do pretty much anything he wanted. When it, you know, game got on the line, it was just kind of like let's just get the ball to Mike and let him go do something. And he was a phenomenal athlete and a super good guy. And and it was uh, it was really fun to watch him, you know, over the years, and we'll see what he did. But it was a fun experience. We uh, we got we won the gold medal, and and um, unfortunately, Chris Mullen broke his foot. And so I ended up getting to start the last three or four games of that trip. And it was, uh, it was a great experience. It really was a great experience. It really was. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was kind of blown away by the, uh, the caliber of players that you played with on that roster. And it sounds like you, and I know you, you played pretty efficiently. I, I found some stats online. So that was pretty cool that you contributed to the, to the gold medal while you were there. Um, what was your, so once your college career ended, what what was your draft night experience like when you found out you were coming to Dallas? Well, I was very I felt very fortunate. Um, you know, obviously, let's look back here. McMinnville High School, farm kid from McMinnville, Oregon State University yeah. <laughs> didn't go very far. I le- you know, by being chosen to pl- go to Dallas, I felt very fortunate. It was a big city, but it still it was kind of a you know, it was the Cowboys. It was kind of a you know, sprawling city kind of country, even though it was kind of Dallas. And it, I was very, I felt very fortunate um, to go to that instead of maybe in New York or Philadelphia or somewhere like that. And so I, uh, I was really excited about that part. And then um, you know, wasn't really sure no coaching and all that stuff until you get there. But I was very fortunate. Dick Mata was, was very good to me. He's a good coach and he had a system and it was, uh, I really enjoyed playing for coach Mata really did. Yeah. What, um, what were your initial impressions of, of Dallas as, as a city as um, when you came here? Well, it was obviously, if I've heard it's changed a lot, I haven't been back there much, but yeah. I, um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was easy to get around tollway Big city, big fan base, but I mean, the, the support of the Cowboys and the Mavericks at the time was huge. Um, obviously, Mr. Carter was the owner at that back in that day, and he was, you know, had a lot of great support and supported his team and that and uh, coaching staff and all that. Um, the city was very, very supportive. I, the old Reunion Arena mm-hmm. was uh, was always rocking, and the, the the support was, you know, it was right up there with, you know, here back here in Portland, you know, they have great fan support here, but I Reunion Arena back in the day, it was it was very good, very good fan support. Really enjoyed it. Really liked it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where I went to my first NBA games at Reunion, probably in the mid or late '90s. So, I mean, I've I don't think it was as maybe as rocking then as it, as it was in the '80s when the Mavs were winning a little bit, but uh, it, it was still a fun environment. And um, have you been to the new, uh, or I guess it's not new anymore. It's like 17 years old, the American Airlines Center at all. You know, I've, I haven't made it back to, to that place. I have not. I, I oh, need yeah. to do that, but I have not made it back. No, I haven't, haven't made it back. So yeah, I was through there in Dallas uh, on a little trip, a little hunting slash group friend trip through Texas here this last February. And, and I was going to go to the playoff game and then they got beaten that before that, but that was the first trip kind of back to Dallas and obviously many years. Many oh, years. wow. So when I, yeah, so, um, looking at your career, I, I know you only had the one year in the NBA before you went to overseas. Did you have any other future NBA or any other opportunities once your, your rookie season ended? Yeah, I played the one year and then I, uh, in training camp, just before the regular training camp was over, I broke my thumb there in Dallas. And oh, wow. so then they kept me around that year, but I never did play in a game. And so, um, and then the next year they brought in a bunch of guys, a bunch of, you know, small forwards, power forwards, Blob, Winnington, and, 
and Detlef Shrimp. So my number was kind of uh, on the, I could see that numbers weren't lining up very well. So I went and tried out with the Blazers that summer and played, uh, played fairly well. Um, but I, they just had guys there and they wouldn't give me any guaranteed contracts. So I decided, well, I'll go overseas. I really wanted to play. I'd kind of been sitting around for the year or so, two years there in Dallas with broken thumb and in the first year. So I wanted to play. So I went to Europe and played three years in, um, in Italy and then, um, and then I came back after the three years, and I tried out with the Timberwolves and the Charlotte Hornets, the the expansion years that they had them in the league. Yeah. And um, and Dick Harder was the coach of the Hornets there, and I went back to fall camp with them, and um, and then I pulled a hamstring with those guys, so that was kind of the the swan song. And then I went back overseas after it healed up, and did uh, play a little bit more in Belgium and France for a couple more years, and then um, got. That was it. That was my basketball career was over. Basketball career was over. <laughs> did, did you enjoy yeah. your uh, your overseas experience? I did. Yeah, it was nice to go overseas. It wasn't like the NBA. Um, you know, obviously the money's the money wasn't that was actually a little better in my position as a second round pick for Dallas to go overseas and play. So the money was good, and you didn't play quite as many games, a little less travel, but you were living in a foreign country. Um, nowadays, it would be a lot easier because of all the technology and the cell phones and the Skyping and all that stuff. You, you can communicate a lot better. That, that's what's the hardest part is, you know, being homesick and living in a foreign country that far away. You know, you spend a lot of money talking on the phone to your family and friends and that kind of stuff. Where nowadays, you could, damn, you can communicate it's like you're there. So that was, uh, yeah. that's the biggest. But I enjoyed it. I I had got several teammates that I keep in touch with over there. And and I'm I'm thinking either this year or next year I'm going to go back to Italy and take a little trip around with my family and see some buddies and do that kind of stuff. But it was a it was a great experience. I learned a lot about a lot about coffee and a lot about wine and uh, and the food was great. And it was just it was a great experience. It really was. It was a great experience. So since you've retired, have you do you do you still are you involved in basketball in any in any capacity these days? Um. You know, I've, I've kind of stayed involved at Oregon State just as a alumni slash booster. I've done some stuff there, helped them with some fundraising and different things at Oregon State. Um, I have a, I, I, we do a little business with the Blazers up here in Portland. Um, I've got a hotel restaurant that's not far from where the Blazers practice up here in Portland. So we do some meals for them and then they stay occasionally at my hotel um, that my family and I own here at close to in Tualatin, a suburb of Portland. So I've kind of, you know, I love the game. I've stayed involved or stayed active. I coached my kids when they were growing up. My son, um, he's he's a, be a senior in college this year. He didn't, didn't play college um, basketball, but he played high school basketball. So I coached him as his group of kids growing up. And now with the money they're paying these guys, I should have stayed in coaching. Holy moly, I should have stayed in coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I try to stay. I try to stay involved in that, and um, I really enjoyed coaching the kids when they were growing up in youth basketball and that kind of stuff. It was pretty fun, but it's uh, it's definitely you know playing in some AAU tournaments here and there and everywhere. It's what uh, with the kids coaching them that way. It's it's definitely changed, um, boy. It's definitely changed as far as the the way the basketball is. It's uh, it's it's big money and and um, it's just different. It's really different. But I I, I stay involved and follow it and. Um, like watch it it's it's uh I don't know if it's as entertaining now as it used to be I mean I really did used to back in the day was the Larry Birds the Michael Jordans the Julius Irvings the Kareems I mean Magic those guys were you know basketball was pretty special back in the day then and uh granted there's a lot of good players now 
but it's uh it's different it's just they're not running they don't run many set plays anymore <laughs> there's a lot of just <laughs> athletic ability that just takes over in games and uh and it's definitely a different brand of basketball different brand of basketball but it's uh it's become quite a sport and and it's always been a quite a sport but it's with the tv money and the money that's gone on it's uh it's uh, obviously big business and it's um it's cool. I was excited when Dallas won the championship back in the day, even though, uh, you know, with my little bit of time, little bit of time in Dallas, it was kind of cool to see him have some success, success like that. And, and Dirk for all the time he put in down there to stick around and, and win one. That was, that's, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool for the city of Dallas. Absolutely. It really was. That's something I'll, uh, I'll always remember is just cause I'd been, like I said, a fan since I'm, 31 now and I've been rooting for them since I was maybe nine so that that was fun when <laughs> when uh when they won that was, that was just such a great memory for me one last question I wanted to ask you uh I know you only had the one year in Dallas but is there a, like a particular game either for you or based on a certain opponent that you remember that sticks out to you more than anything else during your meds well, a couple. So I got to play a little bit against Dominic Wilkins in Atlanta one time because some guys, Mark and Jay, I think were hurt a little bit. So I actually got to play a little bit, some minutes there. And, and I, was, I think I might have goaltended or caught a shot from the weak side and got to block one of his shots. And I think that was probably one of my highlights. I don't know if I <laughs> goaltended it or blocked it, but that was probably after watching him play on TV all those years. That was, that was pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, I got to play against um, Larry Bird and, and Julie Serving in preseason. Got to guard those guys on back-to-back nights. It's something I'll never forget. That's awesome. And then um, as, far as, a, as far as the team goes, we got to the finals there. I think it was the Western Conference my, my rookie year, and that was that was pretty cool um, against Magic and those guys. And, and it was just, uh, you know, traveling around and, and um, you know, going to the old Chicago Stadium and sitting on the taping table, look at all the names that were names that were carved in the bench there. And, and different things. It was a, it was a really neat experience. And, and uh, Dallas treated me very well, very well, the fans and uh, the coaching staff and the organization, they did really did it just, uh, you know, it's everybody's career comes to an end. Some of them just come to an end sooner and later, sooner than others. So it was uh, been nice to, to have had it go on a little bit longer, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But I was, uh, I was fortunate to end up in Dallas to be a Maverick. I really was. It was, uh, I was lucky. I, I, I don't know if I'd have done very well at, and, New York or LA or in those bigger cities. I wasn't a big city kind of guy. So I was, I was, I was fortunate, really was fortunate. Yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed your experience here. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little partial cause I'm born and raised here, but I think it's a, it's a decent place. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I went, went through there last year and went out to East Texas to see a buddy down there, a friend of a friend and, did some fishing and some hunting and it was, uh, I, I, I'll be back. I'll go back down there and check it out. I, I want to come back to the new football stadium and see that and different things. So I'll, uh, but it's, um, it's pretty cool city really is pretty cool city. Cool. Well, um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, um, I just wanted to say thank you f- for talking to me tonight. Um, it, I'm, I'm really enjoying this process of connecting with former players. And like I said, I was excited to talk to, a player before my time and um, learn some new things. That's always exciting for me and interesting. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me tonight, Charlie. No problem, bud. Good luck with it. And if I can do anything else, you know how to get a hold of me. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll send you um, a link once this is online. All right, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Have great. a good night. All right. Thanks. You too.